Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters. Two pastors. One podcast. Here's what we're talking about today. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Well, I'm good. Good. I feel like I'm already kind of behind. I was at the orthodontist with Jonathan for like an hour and a half this morning. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Monday. And so I don't even know what's happening. What's going on? We're well, podcasting. We're going to do our podcast. Right. Yes. Okay. Um, good. Okay. Well, let's just recap here. Well, recap. So somebody had a birthday. Mm, yes. That would be you. It was so nice. It was very nice. Yes. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It, it was, was great, so fun. great yes. fun to celebrate. Thank you to St. John for all the cakes and fun we had that day on wednesday when your birthday falls on a wednesday and you're a church person like it's pretty nice because i have a morning class we have an evening class Mm -hmm. so i was there twice and even the little saint john school children sang to me when i walked in yeah that was pretty cute so it was pretty fun day that was pretty cute so happy birthday love thank you yeah yeah uh and then we also had a very nice italian dinner over our house on saturday that was Mm -hmm. great fun Mm -hmm. Uh, wonderful. I love Italian food and it was nice to have it. Uh, never had that before. Somebody comes to our house and kind of prepares a meal for us. Mm-hmm. And we just get to sit back and enjoy it with friends. It, mm-hmm. was, it was really a lot of fun. It was very nice. Yeah. Very fun. Uh, so we should probably do a little explanation about football because, you know, you and I oh, were okay, at yes. the, uh, the Burning High School homecoming. Yes. Which, by the way, I heard they had like 7,000 people at the game. Yeah, I heard 6,200 or something, oh but gosh. maybe it was. Yeah, it That's was very crazy. well attended football game. It was homecoming. But I think what you're alluding to is... Um, Everyone, uh, Army was playing UTSA. Mm-hmm. West Point was at UTSA here in San Antonio. So everybody was like, wait, where's Sam? What numbers? <laughs> so we need to, we, yeah, and somebody actually texted me and said they saw him on TV, yep. which did not happen. Right. Sam had his own game on Friday night in Ithaca. So just to explain this, because everybody's been asking. Um, when you go to a military academy, you have four years of eligibility to play because it's very different than any kind of, you know, other division one school or whatever. Yeah, you got to get through the academy yep. four years. You right. don't get a red shirt year. So if you want a red shirt year, the way that they can do that, um, is to go to the prep school. So Sam is at the United States military academy prep school, which is right there on West Point campus. And, um, he has his own schedule playing mm-hmm. for them. So a lot of kids, especially like O-linemen and, well, pretty much anyone. Um, yeah, I think who, you said there's 50 football players there. I thought it was 70. Oh, wow. Yeah, I yeah. think there's 70 football yeah. players um, at prep. And so they're they're recruited to West Point, but they get the option of, do you want to start at prep? And it's actually really nice because academically, then you, you know, you have an extra kind of year to prepare for West Point, which mm-hmm. is, which is a, you know, intense school. Yeah, intense school, right. You get the military situation down because that's a big learning curve. And then also with your athletics. So that's what he's doing. So, you know, you'll see pictures on my Facebook and stuff of him in a West Point uniform and stuff, but he's at the prep school this mm-hmm. year. Next year, it will be different. Yeah, so next yes. year he'll be on the he'll be uh, uh, he'll be at uh, the academy itself and yep. he'll be on the football team. Yeah, probably he probably won't be playing right away. Team, yeah, I don't right? know how they do that, but um, and yeah, then I would assume you know I, I would think that by junior year, perhaps by the end of sophomore, year, mm-hmm. but you know by junior year he probably will be on the varsity squad and traveling. But we got about three years or so until he'll yeah. be traveling hither and yon with a football team. Yes. So, so. just the, now you know. Yeah. Because yep. everybody was like, wait, why were you at homecoming and not the UTSA when they were in town and right. blah, blah, blah. So that's why. Now yep. you know. Yes. But yep. he's having a great time. They won on Friday night. He's in really enjoying everything. He got to go 
they got a pass for the weekend, mm-hmm. which is unusual. And so he and like 16 other football players or something went to some boy's house oh in gosh, New Jersey. I know. I cannot believe it. But anyways, that's what he did. Yeah. So they had a great time. And then he uh, they, they went to Ithaca, New York, which is a lovely, lovely town in New York. And I'm happy that he gets to see that part of the state. Mm-hmm. You know, being from New York myself... Uh, if you're not from New York, you hear New York City and all you think of is Manhattan, the concrete right. jungle. Mm-hmm. But there's actually, you know, an enormous state outside of that. So I'm glad to see that my son is uh, seeing that other Exploring. part of, of the Empire State. Yes, and you're actually headed to the Empire State this I afternoon? Am, just in a couple hours, get on a plane, fly mm-hmm. up there to New York, and then come back in a few days with my mom. Yeah. So it's been a long journey, but... Uh, but yeah, yeah. So with that, the house is sold, the car is sold, uh, the, the RV uh, is sold, <laughs> RV is sold, and there's an estate sale coming up. So I'm packing up my mom. Movers uh-huh. are coming tomorrow to to um, pack up boxes and put them on the truck. Okay. And then mom and I fly down here and move her into Heritage Place on Thursday. On Thursday, okay. And also Sophie's in transit too. Sophia is going to Boston for a work engagement. So you're going to New York. She's going to from Denver to Boston. Yeah. I'm staying right here in San Antonio. Yeah, we're going all over the place. What are you going to do without us, huh? I will be just fine. Are you sure? I will be. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for your concern. You're welcome. Okay, let's get into it, though. So we are in the Psalms. And uh, the Psalms... Finally, we're not doing some kind of crazy prophecy or judges or... Well, I've chosen the judgmental Psalms. Oh, God. The Psalms of Of course you have. No, I was just kidding. But you know what? I mean, you got to be faithful to the Word of God. I mean, I I know... uh, I know. I know it's a hard sermon series, especially with these minor prophets, but... You got to be faithful to God's word, and if that's what the word says, you got to you got to right. say it too. You're right, so. and you have done that. There were well, two you. good sermons. You guys can go back and listen to the two sermons on Amos, and on this coming Sunday will be what Hosea. Hosea, it's a great story of love of God's yes. love for us, even when we don't love Him, and how God will not let us go. It's a great, great story. Okay, and it's a nice little welcome break because then you know you plunge back into the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but we are in Psalms today, and again, there's so much that could be said about Psalms. Right. So I wanted to begin with uh, Psalm 23, because, of course, everyone knows that. You know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that. Uh, but I just wanted to, to help people kind of hear it a little bit better. So okay. the first half of Psalm 23, if uh, we're talking about God. You know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Right. So we're talking about him. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, halfway through... It transitions from third person to first person, from talking about him to talking to him. Okay. Uh, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my Mm. enemy, and so on Mm -hmm. and so forth. Uh, And so right in the middle of the psalm, it moves from talking about God to talking to him, from praise to prayer. And that's, uh, I think that's just a wonderful... Uh, encapsulation of the Psalms as a whole okay. is that God has given us the Psalms uh, as songs, as hymns, as prayers. God has given us His Word that we can not only praise Him, but that we can also pray to Him mm-hmm. using the words that He gives us Himself. Okay. Uh, and so I, I wanted to use uh, Psalm 23 as kind of an intro to that. Nice. I think that happens also in you mentioned Psalm 126 during mm-hmm. class, and isn't that also the one where it says like. They will say among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. And Mm -hmm. then the next line is like, the Lord has done great things for us. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. One of my all-time favorites. Yes. Love Psalm 126. Um, It's Psalm, it's, it's, uh, right, it it begins by talking about what God has done in the past. Mm -hmm. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion. So when God brought his people back from uh, exile in Babylon. Then were we like those who dreamed because they thought it would never happen. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. And then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. And suddenly there's a shift. Mm -hmm. The Lord has done great things for us and we Mm -hmm. rejoice. rejoice. So there's this Mm -hmm. shift Mm -hmm. in, in, in subject. And then there's another shift too. The Lord has done great things for us, and we we rejoice. Restore our mm-hmm. fortunes, O Lord, like the watercourses of the Negev. So there's this acknowledgement that God has blessed us in the past, and then there's a prayer that God will bless us now, that here mm-hmm. in the presence God will once again do what he did for us before, and that God will restore our fortunes now as he did in the past. Uh, in the image of these watercourses of the Negev, uh, the the streams of the arid regions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it makes me think of living here in Texas. Oh, you definitely. Know, you go by Cibolo Creek and you can see there used to be water there. Mm. It's not water anymore. Not uh, a drop there in there. used to be water. You know, you go over the bridges in the Guadalupe and mm-hmm. there's just nothing but, mm-hmm. but, you know, gravel and shingles on the bottom. But you can see there used to be a great river flowing mm-hmm. through there. And it's that same sense that there are seasons in our life when we, we can see how God did bless us, how life was flowing through us. It's not flowing now. And so we pray, God, restore us, you know, do for us now what you did then, because we can see, we can see how your hand was at work. Lord, restore us. So it's a great, great, mm-hmm. image, wonderful psalm. Well, it's interesting because the, the psalms you chose for class were also many of the psalms that I've done in the summer. We do, in the past, we've done six psalms of summer and a six-week Bible study. We've done that twice. We didn't do it last summer, but anyways... We memorize like Psalm 1, which you mentioned, I Mm -hmm. think Psalm 13, which is a great psalm of lament, and 126. So Mm -hmm. a lot of you listening, if you're in my class, some of these are in your heart. And we should say that's um, one of the beauty of the Psalms Mm -hmm. is it is kind of the heart of the Bible, right? Because it's right in the middle, of course. But also it's many people's, excuse me, many people's best love book. And Jesus, obviously, it was his prayer book, right? And Psalm 23, one of the most quoted scripture in the entire world is mm-hmm. in there. So it's kind of the heart of the Bible in many ways. And so it does make sense probably to memorize some. You know what? I always love memorizing. I know. I knew you so, would like that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah and I, I would say just choose a favorite psalm. Mm-hmm. If, you don't, if you don't already have Psalm 23 memorized, you memorize that one. And you probably have it more memorized than you even think. Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Just because you've heard it so many times. Um, and the key to memorizing is to not let the words on the page get in the way. Uh, mm. Because uh, remember that, that scripture is meant to be heard, uh, not right. necessarily read. It's meant to be heard. And so you should read it with your ears, not your eyes. Okay. And what I mean by that is is speak it out loud. Uh, and so, you know, if often in the morning time, I'll be kind of uh, very quietly saying the Psalms out loud because they're meant to be heard. Mm-hmm. And when, you, when you speak them out loud, you can hear the rhythm right. in the language. You can hear how the language flows. Uh, and there's something about about memorizing a psalm out loud that just it comes to life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when the words words get their life. So yes. yeah, I'd say you know do yes. it. Do it. It's worth it. Yes, it definitely is. And there's you know Psalm one is a great one to memorize, mm. like I just mentioned. Um, obviously, twenty three Psalm one twenty six we've already touched on, and mm-hmm. I think the next year in my class I can't remember which ones we've done, but um, oh Psalm eight Psalm eight's a beautiful psalm as well. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, there's many to choose from. Yeah, so Psalm 1 is a very, very famous one, right? Mm-hmm. That's how the entire psalm book begins, and it lays out these two paths. Yes, and it kind of sets the stage for the rest of the psalms. Ah. Yes, exactly. So you, want to give, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, Psalm 1, yeah, you got two paths, which the scriptures, that's a common theme, the narrow road, the broad, you know, narrow is the gate and broad the road, that kind of thing. 
Um, but Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like the chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Mm, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yes, and you can. there's so much in there. But, um, well, what do you want to say about it? Well, <clears throat> so, so it is the introductory psalm, mm-hmm. right? Yes, that's and where it, we it were kind going, of yes. sets out the, 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 there's 150 psalms. This is the first one. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of lays this path. Uh, you know, here's this book, and then let me tell you how to read it. Right. So, you know, blessed is the man, the person, uh, you know, who meditates on God's mm-hmm. law day and night. Mm-hmm. Uh, for he or she is like a stream, uh, like a tree planted by streams of water. Right. whose leaf does not wither. Uh, and that's a wonderful image, especially right now with what we're going through in Texas. Right. You know, we're in the midst of a drought. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything is brown and crispy. You know, I walk on my yard and it crackles back at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you, you go by Cibolo Creek, you go by Cibolo Nature Center, and you can see that the trees are still green and flourishing because they're planted by right. streams of water. Uh, and that's a great picture of our life, is that, you know, life is going to throw seasons of drought at us, mm-hmm. times when the rains do not fall, times when the sun beats down upon us, mm-hmm. uh, times when our prayers for rain seem to go unanswered right. day after day and week after week. Uh, but if we're, if we've sunk our roots deep into God's word, mm-hmm. uh, we still draw life and moisture and presence from God's word. And that, that, that sustains us, that keeps us going when things around us are very uh, tough and dry. Very nice. Yeah, very nice. Yes, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, yeah. right? So it's a great, a, great, uh, a great way to introduce the Psalms. Yes. And, um, you know, one of my favorite Psalms is a Psalm that I sing, actually mm. not just say, but I, I chant it mm. um, just about every single day. And it's Psalm 95. In English or in Hebrew? Um in English, okay. Yes, in Psalm ninety-five. Because you were doing some Hebrew in the class. I was. Well, you remember, yes. you remember that. Right? Oh, I do. Yeah. But I wasn't gonna. You wanted me to get up there and I chant. Know. I'm not I doing that. But yes, I sing. know it. I but know. I'm not gonna sing in front of people. Come on. One of these days, you will. No. What psalm are we on? Psalm ninety-five. Okay, Psalm ninety-five. Uh, and I, I, I sing it every day because this is part of my my uh, my daily walk with the Lord. This is part of my daily devotional time. Um, I begin with a psalm. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise to him with psalms of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. It's this, uh, the psalm of gathering people. Oh, come, let Mm -hmm. us sing to the Lord, right? So that's why it's put as the the opening psalm for for morning prayer. Okay. um, Is that it gathers the people. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I've, I love this psalm. I have prayed it, uh, like I said, just about every single morning for I don't know how many years. Oh, my goodness. And it's, it's just beautiful. And what I love about the Lutheran Church is that we have, uh, we have rites for morning prayer, mm-hmm. for evening prayer, uh, for Compline, which is prayer at night or yes. bedtime prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is basically the psalms just set to chanting, exactly. set to music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that's been part of my Lenten devotion is learning those and making use of them. And I, I just love it. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. So that's what I wanted to say about the psalm. Okay. There's so much that can be said. There's so much that can be said. 
Um, yeah, I think Richard Hooker, who's a, theolo- a Reformation theologian, he didn't. Re- he was an Anglican, maybe Richard Hooker. Yeah, Hooker would be uh, Anglican. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, he says, "What is there necessary for man to know which the Psalms are not able to teach?" Yeah. In other words, it's got all of it in there. It does. You know, the good, the bad, the ugly. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are Psalms of praise. Uh, you mentioned one briefly earlier, Psalms of lament. Mm-hmm. You know, Psalms where you're you're almost angry at God, crying out to Him, "Where are you, God?" And that's actually. Psalm 22, right? Why have you forsaken me? Jesus prayed that on the cross. Right. Um, And again, God gives us psalms for every circumstance, for every situation in our life. God has given us the words, his words, that we can pray back to him. Okay. They're just fantastic. And Luther was definitely a huge fan of the psalms. I think I read somewhere that every two weeks he would have gone through the whole prayed seven seven times a day or seven of them a day or something. Oh, my goodness. Something like that. So he got through it every two weeks, something of that nature. Yeah. And, you know, he was a monk, so that that doesn't surprise me. That would have been his monastic And, of course, Jesus and the disciples. You know, the disciples being Jews would have grown up with with the Psalms. You know, when Peter stands up on Pentecost, he's quoting basically from 16 and Mm -hmm. 110 or something like that. Yeah, Psalm 16 and 110 and Joel, of all things. Yes, and Joel. So they knew the Psalms. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, on on the Last Supper, it says, and after they had sung the hymn, they went out to the the Mount Mm, of Olives. mm -hmm. And it would have been... You know, from the Psalter would have been the, would have been Psalms. Yeah, uh, Psalms that were uh, prescribed for Passover. Right. So yeah, they're fantastic. I'd encourage people. I mean, it, it is a little overwhelming because there's 150 of them, but just read through them, and you'll mm-hmm. uh, you'll, you'll hear your heart just sing to the word that God has given us. <laughs> well, for your heart to sing, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Well, my heart sings every time I see you. <laughs> Goodness. Oh, we're going to put you on an airplane real quick. Yes, you are. And get yes, you right you out of here. Oh, okay. Very good. Well, um, very good. Is that all? Uh, so let's see. So this, uh, I will be in New York this mm-hmm. coming uh, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So Mark Lynn, who's yeah. our youth director, Mark Lynn is teaching Crossways to our high school students. Correct. So he is going to teach our Crossways class this Wednesday. Okay. I uh, know he's very much looking forward to it. So. Um, and what are are they supposed to? Oh, they're supposed to read something, but I bet you yes, don't have it offhand. I, I don't have it written down. Yeah. It's, um, however, you know, it was a lot of it. things. Yeah, I remember it was a Song of Solomon's. So he's Mark is teaching about the the proverb um, wisdom. Wisdom. Books. I remember it was Job 38, mm-hmm. Song of Solomon's 8, um, and I think Ecclesiastes 12. Yeah. And then there's one more, which is There's one more, me. yeah. But the, uh, what, is Job 38 kind of the, who are you? Yeah, so that, that would yeah, be at the very end, you know, okay. where, where Job has been <clears throat> complaining to God, yes. and God shows up, and God says, who do you think you are right. to talk to me? Right, okay, and good. Can you make an ostrich? And he goes on from there. Okay, know. good. Well, I will be in class, so I can, uh, you will not be in class, but no, Mark Lynn will teach, no, I'll, I'll be, be there. Class. So it'll be great. Okay, very good. All right, well, we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.